1: Let's go.
2: <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome to No Crunches Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. And as always, we are brought to you by Billy Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media and
1: my new shape, my, my new frames. <laughs> oh, they're looking nice. They're looking thank nice. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's always my, uh, people with glasses get to try on like a new face, you know, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> a little right? bit. Oh, come <laughs>
2: on. <laughs> As always, we're again, we're presented by Black Sports and Association with Guys of Media. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of your hosts. My broadcast partner was uh, was spotted on Sunday trying to slide down the poles in Philadelphia, to slide up the poles in Philadelphia. The one, the only Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are we doing today?
1: <laughs> uh, that was me. I'm doing all right, but I'm still still recovering, still recovering. It, it a was <laughs> uh, It was a bruise to both my body and my ego no <laughs> the poll one um always does. i'm here i'm ready i'm ready to rumble we have uh i have some thoughts on some things as i'm as i know you will um and it's a big it's a big day because the super Bowl's set we now know who's gonna be there mm-hmm. and
2: absolutely uh, we, we got other news too we got some coaching news we've got some hirings we've got some vacancies yet to fill we've got and we got some fun too, so so stick around, folks. Let's 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 have some fun tonight on tonight's show. But before we do that, we just want to remind you about our social channels, which are right down here: Twitter, Instagram, and well, I guess the barely used TikTok. Uh, no creds req. Facebook forward slash no creds req. On YouTube, it's YouTube.com dot com uh, forward slash at no creds req. If you're watching on either Facebook or YouTube, smash that like button. Smash it good, but smash responsibly. We mm-hmm. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And the podcast side—if you're listening on the podcast side—subscribe to our podcast. Megaphone is our home base. You can also find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, iHeartRadio, wherever you podcast. And also rate and review. We might even read it on the air. And during the show, as always, we we appreciate. And Dustin, I know you've been waiting all week to hear this sound. So we want you to engage with the show. So that's right if you're watching on live or on the replay engage with us leave comments during the show after the show during the replay we want to hear from you we want to yeah. hear from
1: you leave comments leave questions we you know listen yes. to the dulcet tones of the harp let let them guide you yes <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely
2: well dustin championship weekend has well championship uh, sunday has come and gone Let's talk about the first game of the week of Sunday. That was the 49ers and the Eagles. I was kind of back and forth in this game uh because I was checking, I was catching up on the Royal Rumble. Uh, I watched oh, the nice. Royal Rumble match. It was very both the men's and the women's were very entertaining. The last match, the main event uh was actually also very entertaining because we got ourselves a bit of a a bit of a Bit of a juicy storyline, but we're not talking, oh, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about 49ers and Eagles. And Dustin, I want your thoughts as to what you as to uh, what you were thinking during this game. What, what's what's on your what was on your mind for this game?
1: Well, initially, initially, I thought we both looked like geniuses because <laughs> what did the what did the Eagles do to Brock Purdy early? Hassan Reddick got up in his face. They pressured him. They brought the blitz. Oh, and then, wait, wait, wait. Well, Rister There it is. There it is. The, there it is again. the thunder. He's in the distance. I can feel it. <laughs> now, I and then secondly, I thought I was like, "Huh. I got something right because on that first drive of the game, the Eagles torched AJ Brown, absolutely torched one of the 49er corners for that first score and the Eagles scored quickly. Um I have written in my handy dandy notebook Ballsy, by Siriani to go for it there, but it, it mm-hmm. just goes to show the 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 stakes were high. Both teams knew it, and um, you know, initially, I'm like, "Oh man, Ryan and I are both calling this game. The Eagles' wide receivers are beating the 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 49ers' corners. Everything is going as we thought it would, and um, this is going to be a heck of a game." So, and so a, not only was it Rice or but Duster Yeah, yeah, much, was also an effect. A much more rare. We're gonna appearance. kill this bit. Yeah, yeah, a We're much totally more gonna kill this bit. <laughs> a much more rare effect of the Duster Now, if Baker Mayfield had actually made the playoffs with the Panthers, Duster would have been just an absolute unstoppable force. But <laughs> yeah. Duster was derailed after week one of the season. Um, but at that point, I'm thinking this game is going exactly how I thought it would. The 49ers corners are not going to be able to keep up with the Philly wide receivers. The Philly mm-hmm. was using, at least to my eye, it was almost like they were using the pass to set up the run on the early in this game. But then everything fell on its head. Um this this game was actually tough to finish. Philly looked like every bit the team we thought they would be. Their rushing attack actually did a great job against um, the number one 49er rush defense. And the 49ers had a lot of, I'll say, mental mistakes in this game due to the frustration of having Brock Purdy go down uh, with what we now know as a torn UCL in his elbow. Josh Johnson came in. He goes down with what I assume was a concussion, the way the hit looked, and so the 49ers had the very real possibility of Christian McCaffrey entering it at quarterback. Brock Purdy did come back into the game, but he couldn't throw at all, and and I, as a Seahawks fan, I have no love for the 49ers, but you just had to feel bad for them. They were like a boxer with both hands tied behind their back. They couldn't Mm they couldn't do anything and the defense actually had an admirable admirable performance trying to hold them and keep them in this game Christian McCaffrey's an absolute beast he ran he ran and got got uh, their only touchdown but this this game was just kind of tough to watch it didn't it didn't go the way i wanted it to we wanted great games and you have to wonder if Brock Purdy was actually in there. I still think Philly would have pulled this game out for all the reasons that we laid out in Friday's show, but I think it would have been much better.
2: Yeah, I, uh, Brock Purdy got that same injury that Josh Allen took that against the Jets in week uh, week seven, week not a uh, week eight, week mm. eight uh, when when Bryce Huff bent Josh Allen's elbow pretty elbow much back. backwards. Yeah, and you could tell that there was an injury, uh, injury of of well, what could well, hope, thankfully it wasn't disastrous. I mean, because if 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 his UCL was more mangled, he'd be on, he'd be having Tommy John surgery, and next year's yeah. quarterback would be uncertain. Yeah, uh, it could be Trey Lance. It could have been Trey Lance. Could have been, yeah, could be Trey Lance, <laughs> or Josh Johnson for all we know. Yeah, and also, and also, we gotta fix this. This this two quarterback situation. We can't have we can't we have to avoid a circumstance like we did on Sunday when Brock Purdy goes out, then Josh Johnson goes out, and Brock Purdy's forced to play the game because they don't have a third quarterback. You yeah. have to have a third qu- quarterback in the roster, otherwise the game's gonna be god awful. Yeah. Like this, this has turned out to be. And I, I actually was tuning in. It was, it was less than, there's a little bit more than two minutes left in the first half. And it was only 14-7 at that point. But the Eagles were driving. And then you see a Dre Greenlock grab the face mask, uh, whether it was on purpose or well, it was an accident. A Boston Scott, 15-yard penalty or half distance to the goal. You knew at that point it was going to be game over if the Eagles scored. And lo and behold, yeah.
1: there it is. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, a lot of a lot of people have talked about oh, the 49ers they lost their uh, composure. <laughs> oh um, gosh. But but you can't blame them. I mean, the frustration, they they're human beings. They they feel like they they must have felt like they were bringing and I'm going to use an old old tired analogy, but they they had to feel like they were bringing a knife to a gunfight. I mean, mm-hmm. once their quarterback went down, Defense can only do so much, and there's only so. Kyle Shanahan, we've 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 waxed poetic here on the show about what kind of coach he is. Everyone knows the caliber. He's a creative play. Um, he's a creative play designer, but and play caller rather. But when you don't have a half your offensive options, it was clear it was clear Brock Purdy did one short pass and it was clear that he could not throw and Philadelphia of course knew that. And so what is, what are the 49ers forced to do McCaffrey up the middle McCaffrey to the left McCaffrey to the right. Oh, here's Debo Samuel in it running back. We're going to try to end around. We're going to maybe think about a flea flicker, but then not, not do it. It it's, they were really hampered. They were really hampered. So I asked those people that were criticizing the 49ers if you were on the field and you were a defensive player in that situation what would you how would you react.
2: Right, right. And I'm not going to go into the officiating. That's been beaten to death. Mm. Uh, I did a bit on Snowman in the morning. Shout out to Snowman who uh, says hey hey in the chat. Um, I did a bit on Snowman in the morning about how terrible the the referee the, some of the calls were. And Pat and also uh, they sent me a fine. Uh, oh so, <laughs> i've been fined by the nfl for uh talking crap about the referees but they deserve that's it a,
1: but, that's a very formal uh fine request by the nfl i mean yes it's very
2: it's
1: <laughs> very it's, official it's,
2: it's signed by goody good so <laughs> if you don't know who goody good is well now you know um but there, there were some calls They let the game get out of hand late in the game. Tr- uh, Trent Williams, Kayvon Walls, yes. both ejected for fu- for basically getting in a scruff. If this was rugby, if, 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 all that rough play would have been quashed right away. Would have been quashed because I, I I watch rugby. I watch rugby often. When things start to get out of hand, the referee takes control. And these offici- these officials did not take control
3: no. in, the,
2: in the fourth quarter of that game. And now we've got. Trent Williams possibly facing a suspension for the first game of the season. Kayvon Wallace is getting fined. I don't think he's going to be suspended for any for any of the Super Bowl at all, but he'll certainly get a fine for his for his actions. But there's also the instance of that missed dropped catch uh, by Devontae yes. Smith in the first quarter that actually was led to
1: yes the, the touchdown. touchdown
2: the first touchdown. Now I don't know what it is with, I mean that was on Kyle Shanahan why he didn't challenge it. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't. Yeah. Maybe he got intimidated by the Philadelphia crowd who, I don't want to quote my, uh, my cousin Matt here. Uh, he wrote Philly fans would boo Jesus riding a unicorn down Broad Street, handing out million dollar checks.
3: That's, <laughs> rough, that's how rough
2: Philly fans can get in Philadelphia. Yeah.
3: yeah. I
2: think he might've gotten a little intimidated by that crowd because he, he knew if he, if he had, requested a, uh, a challenge, they would have rioted right away.
1: Yeah. Well, and the thing is too, um, you, it was obvious even, even I was sitting here and I'm like, Oh, uh, like I initially, I was like, Oh, great, great catch. What a call, what a call to go for it. But then I saw how fast Philly was trying to hustle to the line and th- they, they knew that he didn't catch it. Devonta Smith knew he didn't catch it. Everybody mm-hmm. was just moving real fast because they're trying to get to, they're trying to get to the line so they can get the next playoff. I was I was shocked. I thought for so for sure um it's it's on Kyle Shanahan because he is the head coach, but they are also most if if memory serves, most NFL teams have staff whose job it is to review each play and be like and get it down to the head coach and say challenge that challenge that Mm -hmm. and uh so it's also on them too
2: oh yeah that's for sure that's for sure but you gotta go uh you gotta go give you give your props give your congratulations to the philadelphia eagles Mm -hmm. as they are uh as they're called uh sometimes by the eagles fans and they're on their way to glendale and it's going to be that's that's I'm you know like I guess on Friday I wouldn't be disappointed if any of these four teams yes made it to the Super Bowl and I'm not surprised Philadelphia I mean unless you're a you're a Commanders a Cowboys or a Giants fan but you got to give credit where credit's due yes they're in the Super Bowl and yeah you're not. <laughs> yeah
1: and they and they were I think in most people's minds they were far and away the best team in the NFC with the exception of the Niners the Niners were there with them Uh but. From wire to wire, the 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 Eagles never really faltered except when Jalen Hurts wasn't in there. Um, yeah, and and that's the root. And and this game for me was an eye opener. Um, you know, we watch a lot of football, but mm-hmm. a lot of times I watch red zone, and I'm also focusing on my Seahawks. That's the team I keep the closest eye on. Hassan Reddick is a force. If he has yeah. half the game that he had in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs are going to be in trouble because th- he was wrecking things from the get-go in there. I have written down in my in my notebook so many times, Hassan Reddick pressured, Hassan Reddick sacked, Hassan Reddick caused a strip sack, Hassan Reddick <laughs> recovers fumble. Like, he he's all over my notebook here. Yep,
2: yep, <laughs> he's everywhere. Yeah. Well, we're going to take – before we go to a quick ad break from Invader Coffee, you just want to go to the comments section, Jeff S., Loyal viewer says hello to start the show. Snowman says, hey, hey. Jeff also says, and Jeff Stradamus. <laughs> College <it> 24. <laughs> Super Bowl scored 28-24. Philly over Casey last week. Still looking good. Yeah, he called that. He called both the, both the uh, Chiefs and the Eagles in this game.
3: There we go. And
2: he also says, shame that Purdy went out for sure, just to, just for the sake of a close game. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But you know, yeah, that's, that's football for you.
1: It is. All right. So we're going to take
2: a quick break from our friends at Invader Coffee. Stand by for more No Credentials Required. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler. Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic, air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple, the best coffee at an affordable price, in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air-roasted, 100% money-back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BellyUp at checkout, and receive fifteen percent off your order. That's right, folks! Invader Coffee support the show. If you're watching on YouTube or watching on Facebook, our affiliate link is at the bottom of the uh, of the description. So support the show by ordering Invader Coffee. You can also save fifteen percent off your order with promo code BellyUp at checkout. Uh, Dustin, have you got the new
1: flavor yet? I have not. I have not. I've been assured that my order is close, and uh, I got a slip on my door today. I think think this is on the post office because they said they attempted to deliver it, but for some reason I got to read the slip and see what it says. (laughs) But candidly, I do get a lot of packages here, so it might be something else. I might be getting my wires crossed, but I've been tracking my order, and I am eagerly awaiting this flavor while still enjoying some of my i i i will confess i i've been saving it i still have an unopened bag of bad santa that i'm 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 gonna crack into i'm very excited i'm very excited
2: yeah you're, you're saving the spirit of christmas for uh for your uh <laughs> for another time i i for the weekend i get it i totally i totally get it because unfortunately the bad santa is not the ground they just took off the shelf actually
1: yeah, uh, yeah until
2: next christmas but i I'm, I'm actually enjoying their their tiramisu which i think it's that's really delightful it's nice and it's got that nice tiramisu flavor the amaretto mm. and the espresso and i'm also talk, uh, enjoying their chocolate lust which is their limited edition valentine's flavor uh it has a bit of a hint a hint of belgian chocolate in the yeah. flavorings but pro tip if you're if you're enjoying the chocolate lust from invader coffee. Drink it black. Get yourself a piece of uh dark chocolate. Ooh. Then take a sip of
1: coffee. You those notes come
2: out really, really nicely.
1: Oh, nice. A little accentuation, a pro tip. Absolutely. Pro tip from the hostess with the mostest. The host with the most. I'm sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> I didn't say how I identified, sir. <laughs> My apologies. My apologies.
2: <laughs> but I can assure you, I am all man. And you will be all man, too, if you order yourself some Invader Coffee by using our show link and use, use code BELLYUP at checkout to save 15% off your order.
1: And I I must say one quick thing on Invader Coffee. I find that the flavored coffees they're not overwhelming like some of them can no. be, and it's just the perfect amount. You know, Invader's just top shelf all the way around. And you're supporting a
2: veteran-owned, uh, veteran-owned company. It's very important for it's very very important. So let's move on to the AFC Championship Bengals at the Chiefs. This was this was the better of the two games, of course. I mean, naturally. Uh you know, blow it in the first game. You're thinking, "All right, how's this game going to play out?" And it turned out to be one of the best games of the season. And Dustin, uh, again, I want to get your thoughts. I, I yeah, you know, this this game had a little bit of everything. And I thought the Chiefs were going to be go, come uh, come out of the gate. Uh, they had that risky fourth down play where they had that yes. uh, that that pull to the right side, the bootleg to the right side, and the and. Mahomes finds Travis Kelsey in the end zone. But Mahomes, at times, didn't look like he was doing too bad on his ankle. No, um, but they had some other issues. They had some. They had some injuries on defense. I know Sneed went out with a head injury. Uh, but they maintained their composure. They they got to Joe Burrow, which was very surprising. They got to him five times. They had four sacks yeah. in the first half. Yeah, and. Then we come to the last 30 seconds of the game. You lose, you leave way, way too much time on the Chiefs clock. You had that really bad penalty uh by the Bengals. That puts Mm -hmm. which some have Mm -hmm. questioned. Yeah. Some have questioned, myself included, a little bit of a a little bit of a doubt on whether Patrick Mahomes flopped like LeBron James to, to get to draw that penalty. But you know, I, I this game was entertaining the 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 best mm-hmm. team the best team was going to win this game. and the chiefs were the best team. They led in possession. They let in yardage. they had they 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 were the better team this day, and they went up winning the game. So kudos to them, they're going to Glendale. So Dustin, what's your uh, what's your thoughts on this game?
1: Well, my takeaway, my takeaway for this for this game is there's another there's another uh sighting, but this one, this one is from a few weeks ago. You, <laughs> you We're had kill this you, sound effect. <laughs> you had mentioned, you had mentioned that Steve Spagnuolo's Chiefs defense was very opportunistic, and it, and that just continues to occur. It just continues to happen. When the Chiefs need a sack, they get a sack. Um, Chris Jones got some very timely sacks that they needed to mm-hmm. force the Bengals into a third and 24, which he's a, in- he's, he's
2: a dark horse defensive player of the year candidate.
1: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Former Seahawk, Frank Clark. He also gets some sacks every now and again, when the chiefs need them, they always seem to get an interception when they need it. That interception on uh late in the game on burrow. That was kind of a tip pass. That wasn't really on, on uh, Joe Burrow, he might have thrown it a little too high, uh, but this game, the two teams, I initially, I, I said the Bengals, the Bengals are not ready for this, and I and I was very surprised because the first half, this was a coming out party for Steve Spagnuolo, and I got to I got to take my cap off to the man, I got to give him his flowers because. I, I think myself with a lot of people remember Steve Spagnuolo with those giants defenses, you know, the, the couple of years where they beat the, the they beat the Patriots in the Super bowl. And, it, yep. and they had, they had some people on the defensive unit. They still had stray They had, uh, they had Jason Pierre Paul at the time. He was a young player. They had, I'm trying to think of who else they had. OCU Minora. I think he was big on their defensive line during that era Steve Spagnuolo's defenses were great. Then he had a couple of he had a head coaching stop that went a little disastrous. And then he's been a defensive coordinator, but he hasn't he hasn't quite had the cachet. You know, you're always like, "Oh, you wonder at least I did. I wondered myself. Steve Spagnuolo, is it is it just name value now? Is it just I hate to invoke this name, but is it like is it like Rob Ryan? People had these mixed these myths about a Rob Ryan coach defense. His, his, defenses Ryan. Were never, his defenses were never good, Rob Ryan. At least Rex Ryan had some good defenses. Okay. Yep. Yep. Sorry. But,
2: sorry, yeah. Rex. I know I know you're watching yeah. right now. You're a big fan yeah. of Principles Acquired. I apologize <laughs> for putting your name in my mouth.
1: Um, shout out. out, shout out, Rex. You might enjoy it if we put our foots in our mouth, though. I'm sorry, I had to. I had to. <laughs> But, but Rob, Rob Ryan. There we go. <laughs> Rob Ryan always had these like defenses that people are like, "Oh, Rob Ryan does a great job on defenses." And His defenses were like the Cleveland Browns, Dallas. They were they Saints. Were, yeah, they were. They were not good defenses for the most part. But Steve Spagnuolo, I apologize. You have got this Kansas City defense. You're dialing up the blitz at the exact right times. It was rattling burrow. The offensive line of the Bengals in the first half was looking like the offensive line from early in the season when they were a turnstile. Everything was going awry mm-hmm. for the Bengals. And then the second half happened, and I got to give the credit to the Bengals because they kind of settled in there a little bit, and they adjusted, and that offensive line figured it out. Um, Chris Jones did get the sacks late in the game. There was a couple blips, but the ha- it was much better. As you mentioned, KC had five total sacks. Four of them were in the first half. So the Bengals kind of right at the ship a little bit. And then The Chiefs at times looked out of sync. It was a classic seesaw matchup. Uh, There was a play where Mahomes came down kind of awkwardly on his ankle and put a lot of pressure on it. And you could see that he was a little, he was limping a little gingerly after that. Um, But, you know, the Bengals just started to get these penalties at these inopportune times. There was the, there was, I think it was. There was a penalty on Eli Apple after the Chiefs, uh, after the Bengals had come up with a critical uh, stop of the Chiefs, and it just extended extended the drive. and And the Chiefs are good enough; you can't do that with them. And a little side note before I stop my rambling here: it 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 seems that Marquez Valdez Scantling had like the best game that I can remember of his Mm -hmm. career. Uh, he had 116 yards and a TD, so the Bengals weren't really slowing him down. But yeah, the Chiefs came out on top. The end of the game, like you said, went real sideways for the for the Bengals. You, you can't that penalty put the Chiefs right in the field position that they needed. Um, and, and what there was, was a, up with that do over? Yes, that's what it, I was just about to say. I was going to yeah, say, you that know was a funny? I couldn't even I couldn't even figure it out. I DVR'd the game. And and because I was over at, at dinner, so I knew I was gonna miss a chunk of it. Mm-hmm. I rewound that and I still couldn't figure out what happened. I don't know what happened with that. I, I mentioned this on Snowman's show yesterday. I said this is the this is
2: the, the fifth down. Eric Bienemy yes. was involved in the fifth down game in nineteen during the nineteen ninety-one season for the Colorado oh. Buffaloes. And here we are, over 30 years later, again. Fifth oh, down, man. he gets fifth down, and he's the OC
1: of the Chiefs. Oh how? man, that's, how did this happen? Let me tell you something right now. Not only are you uh, Ray Stradonis, but that's why you're the best in the business. You're coming up with these facts like this. You're coming. That's <laughs> that's amazing, <Peshaw>. <laughs> <laughs> I, Meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm confusing Sam Weich and Frank Weichek on here. <laughs> Yeah, no, you guys, you you don't have the best to work with here. (laughs) Why check, why
2: potato, potato, tomato, Uh, Tomato? let's call the whole thing off. Oh, man. But yeah, I I do have to ask, though. I do have to ask this question because we've heard it all weekend. We've heard it all season. This officiating has been hot garbage. Yeah, yeah, it's. Do you it's, think it's? Do you think this is this was rigged?
1: I don't think. I don't think it is. I really don't think it is. Whenever somebody says the NFL is rigged, and and you, I just feel like it's ridiculous. However, there are times like this where it makes you just that little thing. In watch the yourself, your Dustin. Watch <laughs> yourself. You get one of these. I don't think it's rigged, but however, I do think and in my opinion, the the NFL previous to this has done it the best way where the the NFL officiating crews as the game gets bigger, the higher ranked officiating crews based on, you know, evaluations of the calls that they miss versus get right during the game. the the crews that should be doing the biggest games end up doing the biggest games in the NFL, but it's the the best of the best of the best should be in these games. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not stuck like with, with baseball where you have like Angel Hernandez deciding a a, a pivotal or Joe West. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cowboy Joe West out there. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) it, it it was befuddling to me because it looked like they couldn't even explain what was going on. They didn't have. It's to. like it's like the,
2: the Jerome the spirit of Jerome Boger's crew in these bodies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was hoping you were going to bring him out. because I was. I mean, we're not trying to take shots at Jerome Boger, but he people know. People know. People know. know. <laughs> people know. <laughs> I don't think it was rigged, but there are some, there are some plays sometimes that make you go,
2: Hmm. Mm. Like CNC music factory,
1: things that make you go. Hmm. Yeah. And even in the other, in the other game, even though it was out of hand when Sam Elliott punted that ball and it just looked odd, it just went out of bounds. Like, and everybody on the Eagles sideline pointed up and said, there's a wire it hit the wire really are all the Eagles sideline gonna at the same time be like all right guys here's what's gonna happen if a really crappy punt happens in the game we're just all gonna point up at the same time and say there's a wire there and then the officials come out and they're like oh it's inconclusive we can't tell that the ball hit the wire <laughs> they're like "Oh,
2: look at that, superman Look, the,
1: sky. yeah. the plane—it's <laughs> Skywire. Yeah, <laughs> we're playing. They were playing the game in the trap. Nobody knew. Hey, at
2: least it didn't drop down like the did in the Jets Bills—the first Jets Bills game—they had to delay the game for 18 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, oh my man. Goodness. Well, we got some more comments in the chat here. Uh, Jeff says, "I wish they hadn't called it, meaning that penalty that Mahomes that Mahomes yes. drew at the end." But suppose it was right. So mixed feelings.
3: Yes, we've got. So oh,
2: we've we've got a new ad read, Dustin. Oh,
1: all right. <clears throat> Actually, do you want to handle this one? Sure. All right, go for it. No credentials required is proudly brought to you by Deep Left Coffee Brew, the brew all the way from left field. Ayo. We'll,
2: we'll need that for baseball season second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff says callbacks are great. I especially like the Rex Ryan foot joke. <laughs> <laughs> and our boy Scott.
3: Scott oh, there is you trying go. to them.
2: he's watching, he's watching on Facebook. He says, say what you want about Mahomes. Has to tip your cap to him. He willed him to the Super Bowl on one leg. Yes, yeah, he was his, his receiving core is a mass unit in the second half. Guys were dropping like flies. I mean, Scott Moore was one of his top options at the end of the game. And he had that uh, punt return.
1: That set he them did up nicely that set too. them up with a great field position. Yeah, and he
2: said he also says great job, guys. Well, thanks, Scott. We appreciate you t- uh, tuning in and and uh, contributing.
1: And uh, the other thing is, too, he did all of this while the Chiefs largely could not run the ball. You know, here I was on here another I was team on could here. run the ball. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We we thought that Samaj P. Ryan and Joe Mixon were gonna be different difference makers in this game. And and they weren't. And I was on here, uh, I was on here on Friday saying how fast uh, Pacheco looked and everything. Both run games were held in check, but you you do, Scott's right, you got to tip your hat to uh Mahomes. You know, people might be taking shots at him, but uh he he deserves to be where he is. For sure.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. And six says uh that was one of my favorite songs. Things to make you go, hmm, from nineteen ninety one. Yep. Yeah. Good that was a, that was a, a that's classic. one of those that's one of those zenial bangers that just comes up every once in a while, you know. Oh between, yeah. The people like folks like me born between seventy seven and eighty three, like both of us are zennials. Oh yeah. We, we got we've got that cynicism of Gen X, but we've got the tech savvy of millennials. That's yes.
1: zennials. Yep, our micro generation. Our generation. You know, there are certain (laughs) there are certain songs that come on, like if you're at a club or you're somewhere and a song comes on and that one's on the list. But it's like a Pavlovian response. Like we all it's like a call. Our head snaps to one side and we're like, we got to get on the dance floor. (laughs) We got to be singing along. The other one, the other one I'd say is no diggity. Whenever that comes on. Oh, Black Street. Yeah. So good. Or this is how we do it by Montel Jordan, of course, which side (laughs) note, I was at the I was at the the soup stroll with Scott this past this past weekend. And uh, in one of the venues where I was trying the soups, somebody was playing. um, This is how we do it on the acoustic guitar. Let me tell you, they were making it work.
2: (laughs) Oh, we got a couple more signals in the chat too. Uh, six sick from 1982 jeff 1983 yes uh, yeah yes us micro generational guys you know, we're, <laughs> this is this is our stuff yeah and i'm actually thinking about pl- it, doing a playlist called uh called uh called this week it'll, it'll be all Zenial hits like from our era from like the mid 90s to early 2000s yeah i'm just going to call it bangers i hardly even knowers
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm a zenial <a> mix <laughs> we'll do that well, that'll be good that'll get some hits man so we're going to move on to nfl news
2: we got some new coaches in denver and houston plus we've got some fun on the way so we're going to a quick ad break from uh from the uh from our friends at manscape for Billy up sports so stick around for more no credentials required
0: Welcome to Fresh Ball Fall. It's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in a fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves. Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Whether you're brand new or already with us at Manscaped, you can use the crown jewel of care for your family jewels, the Platinum Package 4.0. This glorious package, you can align your entire hygiene routine all in one swoop inside the 10-part platinum package is everything you know and love about the performance package plus some shower goodies included to elevate your grooming game to platinum you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the ultra premium body wash and ultra premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner you'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh Don't forget to apply their aluminum-free, ultra-premium deodorant. And don't worry, it's not pumpkin spice. It's a cologne-quality fragrance. Get the Platinum Package this fall. These products are guaranteed to be hits for your dangly bits. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BellyUpFantasy. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the promo code BellyUpFantasy. Manscaped, clear out the leaves. It's your tree trunk's time to shine.
2: Woo! That's right, Manscaped. Use the promo code to at checkout. You get twenty percent off your order and free shipping. I've actually got uh, i have got a beard. They, they've got a new beard trimmer that mm-hmm. I—it's uh, on the way. So I'm looking forward to getting that. Coming. my beard game is going to be uh, much, much. Uh, the beard game is going to change. Let's put it that way. Oh uh, boy! Which is required.
1: So I'm looking forward to it that's another reason to tune in you know what we should do Ryan we should make it like make a change to your beard gradually like once once a week for each show the beards a little different so people tune in they're like hey <laughs> but you have to you have to structure it so that like eventually you get to the look that you want you know I'm not why does, he, not have, a... why does he have handlebars <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> brother <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
2: well we'll see what we could do but I'll, I'll definitely give a product review for sure because i'm looking forward to it It just came out actually just i believe it came out just recently uh so i'm looking forward to getting my kit and again i'll do a product review and we'll go from there well i'll let you know how how it works so we had some breaking news this afternoon wow we have new head coaches uh, going to be announced very, very soon in Denver and in Houston. Uh, the news first news came out in Houston. Or actually, Denver, excuse me. Uh, wide reports coming out that the Denver Broncos are going to hire Sean Payton, former Saints coach Sean Payton, as their head coach. They actually had to make a deal with the, with the New Orleans Saints. They had to surrender their first-round pick for next season and a second-round pick next season for Payton, and a 2024 fourth round pick. So Dustin, your immediate thoughts on this, uh on this uh,
1: particular hiring. Uh my first immediate thought is do the do the Broncos want to draft in 2023? <laughs> <laughs> but, um that was I, my question. That's my first question too. <laughs> yeah, I I will say this though. I think that this could work. I I really Sean Payton, we all know what kind of coach he is. We all know, we all know the story that he, that he, uh, what he accomplished in New New Orleans with Drew Brees at the time. Everybody was questioning whether Drew Drew Brees was going to be okay. Um, That marriage worked out very well for them for a lot of years. And I do think that Sean Payton, the, the, how do I put this delicately the last time that he was tied to a quarterback uh, there were physical questions about the quarterback. There were questions about his shoulder. There were questions Mm -hmm. about, you know, would he be able to perform? And I think, and I'm saying this as one of the, I, I thank Russell Wilson for what he did in the city of Seattle. Um, He played unbelievably for us for a lot of years But I will say this, in Denver this year, granted, we're going to see how much of it was on Hackett now that he's not there. We're going to see how much of it was growing pains, Russ learning a new system, heading into uh, a new system. But I would argue that Russell Wilson at times this year looked like a quarterback who didn't know how to make decisions anymore, who didn't know how to improvise with the ball anymore. And he, to my eye, does not look like the – he's still mobile. He is mobile for sure, mm-hmm. but he is not – he does not have quite the legs that he had prior to a couple of injuries, and also Russell is aging. But I will say, Drew Brees was – he's about the he's, – he's taller than Russell Wilson, but he was yeah. the start of the quote-unquote shorter quarterback – coming in and Sean Payton certainly made that work. And I do think that Denver has some talented pieces they have um, at running back. They have the, the young rookie that, or the not rookie, but the the second year player that was hurt. Um, They do have the wide receivers, Jerry Judy. He hasn't really shown the flashes of talent that a lot of people thought he would. There's been flashes, but he hasn't been quite the weapon um Cortland sutton and we all know how denver's defense played this yeah. year so i think i think sean payton could go a long way in turning this around especially if he can rebuild russell wilson's confidence because i think it's gone but mm-hmm. you gave up a lot to get him and you gave up a lot to get your quarterback last year so you're kind of mortgaging your future this has to work
2: no i agree i agree it, it must it has to work or else john john denver (laughs) what's gonna nosedive on that joke oh john John elway is not gonna be i mean i think he's ownership so it's not gonna matter whether or not he gets he gets let go but i I it's it could be a good marriage let's put it that way i mean the the offense has to work somehow Uh, i think chase edmonds is not your answer at running back no um, you need to draft a running back, whether it be No, I don't know what their situation is for uh, For the draft. They have no more first round picks. I don't know if their second round pick situation is where the second round pick situation is, but I have a feeling they're going to have to draft a running back similar to Alvin Kamara or, uh, or an Ingram or a, uh, uh yeah, in, um, um, yeah, Ingram. Um, can't remember his first name. I mean, um, they, they, Mark in- Mark Ingram. Okay, like okay. he had with with Drew Brees. So mm. you have to have a, a premier running back. Um, Melvin Gordon wasn't the answer. Chase Edmonds is not the answer. No,
1: they do have Javante <laughs> Williams though, who unfortunately was hurt uh, during the early in the season, and and uh, I think he's a pretty talented back. So okay, okay, yeah. but we'll have to see on that one. That's
2: a wait. That's a wait and see. The right at running back, wide receiver, they're set. Quarterback, I think they're set. I think it was just a bad year. Uh, for it was just a bad year for Russell Wilson. You're getting used to a new city. You're getting used to a system that did not work for you, and now you're gonna you're gonna get a court, a coach who knows how to coach a quarterback, who has a quarterback friendly system. He's gonna. I think. He, I think Russell Wilson's gonna have a comeback. Have gonna have a nice bounce back year this year, in my estimation. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't like him because of his personality hes kind of corny. Say what you will, but there's a reason why he's in the NFL and it's yeah. not because he's losing or because he's a complete dork. It's yeah. because he knows how to win. But unfor- like I said, unfortunately this is just a, the last two years have not been great for Russell Wilson. Yeah. I think he's going to have a comeback. I mean, here's rice saying it again, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, let's wait till September and into November but I think Russell Wilson getting himself a quarterback friendly coach uh, who, could, who knows how to work a system, who knows how to set up his
1: quarterback for success. I think he's going to have a good year in 2023. Well, yeah. And also, Ryan, I can almost guarantee you that Coach Payton is actually going to have his players, his starters play at least a couple of snaps in preseason. Yes. <laughs> that was absolutely that was ridiculous. That oh. was totally ridiculous. And and just to just to finish quickly on Russell Wilson. I know a lot of the, There are reasons why a lot of people relished in his failure. A lot of people were thrilled about it. But and I am one of the I am one of the people I think Pete Carroll should have at least been considered for coach of the year. Um mm-hmm. But those great Seahawks teams were not – everybody likes to say, well, he had Marshawn and he had the Legion of Boom. He had the defense. Mm -hmm. But all of those Seahawks fans would do well to remember there were plenty of games where Russell Wilson came up with some magic late. You know, it's not all Pete Carroll. It's not all the defense. It wasn't all Marshawn, just like it wasn't all Russell Wilson. It was a a merging of all of those factors. Yeah, it was a complete
2: it was was a complete crap storm this Mm -hmm. year for
1: the Broncos.
2: Yes. Uh, So, you know, let's see what happens. It's. I think it's going to be a good match. Uh, it's like it's like it's like being on it's like being on a dating app oh you're a good match <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: uh, i do have a couple we do have a couple questions uh they're actually directed at me but like a couple are directed at me he uh he's sick diggy he's uh one of the good guys from from uh snowman in the morning he says how bad are you kicking yourself with the hack now in the coaching staff at your beloved jets or are you completely irate i'm it's a mixed bag for me. It's a mixed bag for me. I, we know what happened with Nathaniel Hackett this year; he was not a good head coach, and I've said this on this program many times. There are coaches who are great court who are very good coordinators, but they're not meant to be the guy. They're not meant to be the head coach. Daniel mm-hmm. uh, Hackett's one of them. So, I think he can fix this Jets offense. It's going to be great if they can pick up a. Bonafide quarterback who can lead them to the promised land. I'm leaning towards David uh, to Derek Carr. I wouldn't be mad if they got Aaron Rodgers. the The salary cap is going to go up this year. It's going to be it's going to expand by I think 16 million dollars. So it's going to be 224.8 million dollars. Uh, the cap's gone up every year uh, since the COVID year of 2020. So and he also sick also asked about. Uh, the situation regarding the Broncos salary cap. Well, again, every team is going to have a sixteen million dollar bump next year. That includes the Broncos. That includes the Jets. So, in terms of Hackett, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I'm going to wait. And see, I'm in a holding pattern uh, again. No pun intended, because it's the Jets. Uh, but I'm curious to see how this his how he'll be. He'll fix this offense. He's going to use Elijah Moore. He's going to use, uh, he's going to use Garrett Wilson more. The, don't forget. Brees Hall's coming back next year. Yeah. He's not going to be a hundred percent. Like he's not, he's going to have a, a, I mean, I I'm hoping he's a hundred percent in terms of his running ability, his breakaway speed, his toughness and a Nathaniel Hackett run offense predicates itself on the run. You see, Aaron, you saw what happened with, with uh, green Bay, yeah, Aaron Rodgers had back-to-back yeah. MVP seasons, 2019 and 2020. A big part of that was having Aaron Jones in the backfield, controlling the run, getting big plays in the run. So you get Brees Hall back, it's going to help your quarterback. It's going to take your pressure off, the, uh, take pressure off the quarterback, regardless of who's in the backfield mm-hmm. next year, or be Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo, or Lamar Jackson. I don't, but. I'm leaning more towards Derek Carr as the starting quarterback for the New York Jets next year, so I'm not mad that Nathaniel Hackett is the, is the new OC in the, of the Jets. I'm actually happy that they picked up the Texans' former offensive line coach because his offensive lines were paving the way for for Derek Henry over the last five seasons. Oh, that's who I'm excited Titans. to see.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: that's who I'm excited to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but That's, I'm also curious to see who they get as quarterbacks coach.
1: Well, and it's also, it, it, this could be, this could be something that works really well for both, both sides of this. Agreement. Don't have
2: faith, thanks for checking in.
1: <laughs> and, uh, you know, because it's, it's clear Robert Sala needs an offensive mind to balance him out and to, mm-hmm. to help him, you know, to, to guide him. And it, and the Nathaniel Hackett fell on his face in Denver. Um, And he needs a place where he can go and kind of rehabilitate. I mean, what better launching pad, especially now? I'm going a little, I'm going a little, I'm going out on a branch here, but say the Jets, say the Jets don't bring anybody in at quarterback. I don't think that this is going to, this is going to happen, but say they don't and say they decide we're going with Zach Wilson. And what will it do? For Nathaniel Hackett's credibility if he somehow coaches even at this point even a competent NFL offense with Zach Wilson at its helm you know that would do wonders to rebuild him as well so this could work out very
2: well and you bring in a veteran quarterback who can quarterback this team the next two seasons next three seasons if especially I like I said I would I would like Derek Carr my team. I think he's a good he's a good leader. He went through all that adversity in 2021 with John Gruden and he led that team to the playoffs. He willed that team into the playoffs. Last year this past year it wasn't all on him. The defense gave up big leads in the second half. And I think if they had kept Rich Bisaccia as their head coach, they would have been in the playoffs this year. They would have been a wild card team.
1: He did Again. a great job.
2: He did an awesome job. And now he's Green Bay's uh he's he's Green Bay's special teams coach. So back to the drawing board for him. Um but it, to have Zach Wilson sit behind a veteran quarterback for two, three seasons would do would do I think it would do one it would do a service for him.
3: Mm.
2: And the Jets acknowledged that as such in, in, in the in the uh in the postseason. After, right after week 17, they said, Yeah, we should have, you know, looking back in hindsight, we should have sat Zach for, we should, we should have sat Zach Wilson for a season. So, yeah. Wow. At least you're admitting that. But, yeah. But enough about the Jets. We got to talk about this new hire in Houston, D'Amico Ryan's. He signs a six year deal with the Houston Texans, former linebacker for, the for the uh for the Houston Texans comes back home to coach the team he played for and I gotta say this right off the bat I hope the McNairs don't treat him like they treated David Colley and like they treated Lovey Smith over yeah. the last two seasons yeah I hope I hope they at least let him try to build a team not the Texans defense is okay I mean J- Jared back in episode 100 mentioned that. The Texans' defense is a lot better than people give them give them credit for. Uh, the problem is with their it was a lot of it was their offense. Their offensive line was bad. They had no receiving, they had virtually no receiving core out outside of, uh, um, I can't remember his name all of a sudden. But they, I, I could I couldn't remember. But they also had that running back uh, who played pretty well the last first couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden dropped yes. off the face. The yeah, earth.
1: the young the young rookie running back. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm also so, uh, Dame, Damon Pierce. I think was it. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: So, uh, Dustin, what's your impression of the of the of the Texans hiring Domico Demico Ryan's?
1: Well, um, I feel much the same way that you do. Uh, I I have been on record um, many times on this show in my relatively short tenure as as the as a part of it that David Culley was jobbed, and I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, Lovey Smith as well. I mean, you can't leave the cover cupboard bare and bring in a coach and and just expect them to to work wonders. And if they don't after one year, you're out. You know, it's it's usually not how the NFL works. So I hope that this that this coach, like you're saying, he gets a I'm hoping that D'Amico Ryans gets a a chance to stay there for a little bit install a system build something and also also it can't be understated D'Amico Ryans he was a player not too long ago so there are times when especially younger players if they know that uh a coach played at one time and it wasn't back in no disrespect to anybody, but it wasn't back in the sixties. wasn't back in, back in the seventies the or eighties. It was not too long ago. Um, they might, they might relate to him more and they might, they might uh, have their ears a little more open to what he wants to say because he's been in their shoes just a yeah. short time ago. And he mm-hmm. clearly Clearly, he knows how to coach a defense. So I am hoping that that the Texans give him a fair amount of runway. Um, And I think this could work if he's given time. I think this could work.
2: Yeah, Uh, he's going to have a new quarterback to work with. I think they're definitely going to draft CJ Stroud or uh, Bryce Young one of those two quarterbacks is going to be drafted by the Houston Texans because the Bears are sure as heck not going to draft a yeah. quarterback. They got their quarterback. Yeah. The problem is they don't have an offensive line to support him. And was, and Brandon Cooks was the receiver I was yes. thinking of. Otherwise I, I couldn't think of anybody else. Uh why isэл Hefei chimes in. Josh Daniels is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Daniels is trash. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's going to get his own quarterback to start with. I'm kind of curious to see what kind of staffing is going to hire for offense there are some good names out there, there some names out there that could uh that could possibly fill the void uh hopefully some young coaches out there um they also in addition to a quarterback i think they're also need to rebuild the offensive line yeah um, sure you've got yourself laramie Tunsil, but yes yeah, he's, he's, he's a left tackle great with he's it yeah he's really it so uh, i'm just hoping that this is not just a ploy by the McNair family, just to say, "Hey, look at um, us. We've hired. Uh, we followed the Rooney Rule. We've hired three black coaches. Good for you. Good yeah, for you. You're just you're just. Uh, and this is gonna be taken out of context, but you're they're signaling they're signaling their virtue. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You're you're. This is a city that a couple of years ago could have this team could have gone to the Super Bowl. This team could have gone to the Super Bowl had Bill O'Brien." not decide to go crazy and try to be both general manager and coach and the whole deshaun watson situation that disgusting oh, yeah. thing between yeah. and i think i think a lot of it had to do with the owner yet yeah, deshaun watson had his tr- tr- trouble on his part hiring let's face it instagram models for to to give him a massage and then and then some yeah but at the yeah. same time the mcnair family digging up all that dirt on him and did not look good so yeah. I really hope D'Amico Ryan doesn't have any skeletons in his closet because McNair's will go out and they will try to find that dirt on you and make you look like, a, like pardon my English, the shootiest person on the face of the planet.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's they're just and you know what you 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 couldn't really segued any better for what I want to say about the next hire that we're going to that we're going to talk Ooh, about. Yes. Um, you really you really teed me up because I teased it. I teased it uh, on Friday's episode. Mm-hmm. I have some thoughts. I have some oh, thoughts wow. about a certain situation in Carolina, okay. but i'm gonna I'm gonna let you take the lead and then I'm gonna get in here and I might rant a little bit.
2: Okay, so in Carolina, the Carolina Panthers have hired uh, the the first quarterback in their franchise history and won Frank Reich former buffalo bill former new york jet too he's also a new york jet for a season uh, uh back in the the disastrous 90 i think it was a 94 season he was the jets quarterback but he was a uh, carolina's first ever uh franchise quarterback um this, this he's got a mess to repair yeah. No, their defense no like houston carolina's defense is a little underrated their offense is atrocious the yeah. offensive line can't can't they can run block, but they can't pass block? I think Sam Donald's pretty much going to be on his way out. They've got a good run. They, I'm wondering what he's going to do with this, with this uh running back tandem. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Chuba Hubbard and uh, John Hubbard Orman and right. Dante
2: Foreman. Yep, yeah, Chuba Hubbard, Dante Foreman, uh, DJ Moore, good receiver, um, quarterback situations up in the air offensive line is atrocious. It's a it's a walking atrocity. I'm just kind of curious to see what he's gonna do. Um but Dustin, I want to hand it over to you. I know you got you're gonna go uh, you're gonna go on a little bit of a
1: rant here, but um what's your thoughts on this hiring? First of all, I, I want to preface this. Nothing against Frank Reich. Nothing against Frank Reich but honestly honestly and I think Frank Reich's a good coach. I think he mm-hmm. is a good coach. I think maybe maybe he had just I don't know what happened in, in Indianapolis. Whenever you have Jim say as an or, owner, anything is possible. Um, so, <laughs> But Frank Reich, I have nothing against him. The fit in Carolina could be good. Maybe they're maybe they're bringing him in because they figure, okay, Frank's a former quarterback. He knows how to coach quarterbacks. Look what he did with Nick Foles. Uh, we're gonna bring in we're gonna bring in uh, a young quarterback so that Frank Reich can develop them and teach them, and maybe he can rebuild um, Sam Darnold a little bit outside shop. Maybe he can rebuild them a la Nick Foles you know, um, in Philly or some of those cases where, where he was involved with back in the day. But with all that being said, this is not nothing against Frank Reich at all. But to have Steve Wilkes, from what I understand, mm. not even be considered for this head coaching job after the job that he did, it frustrates me because it makes us realize it makes me realize that the NFL is still in a place where they are hesitant to promote minority coaches. And, and also when they do the Rooney rule, I, I do believe in the NFL, it has to be in place, but there are too many teams that exploit it. They either hire somebody from one for one year and they jettison them, or they bring in some interviews and, and I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to tread lightly here, but they bring in interviews where it is clear that those co- those coaches do not have the chance at the job they are just being brought in to check a box but yep. Steve Wilkes did an amazing job in Carolina after the chaos that he had to deal with Matt Rule Matt Rule like things went so sideways with Matt Rule and you had the Robbie Anderson debacle and you had the, the, the and you had everything Steve Wilkes had this team winning games with 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 a former XFL quarterback at the helm. He he had DJ Moore was invincible for for games under Matt Rule's tenure. Steve Wilks revived him. Steve Wilkes, They traded away their best offensive weapon in Christian McCarthy, and Steve Wilkes kept running the ball, and it kept working. He was doing, and he and he clearly like. You could tell he had that team, that team bought into whatever he was saying. He had that team believing that they weren't going to get blown out every week. They weren't phoning it in to not even consider the man for this job. When he was in-house, he was there. It's an affront. It's terrible. It shows that the NFL still has a lot of work to do in spite of the Rooney Rule and everything that they've tried to put in. And the Rooney rule needs to be something more than just a box ticked. I don't know how we fix it, but it just goes to show that the NFL would rather hire somebody who's been around before rather than take a chance on an in-house person who was already there and, was, and knows the roster and was winning games when he shouldn't have been winning games. Yeah. That's it. Amen. No, I agree, and, and I hope Steve Wilkes winds up winds up on the
2: staff somewhere. I hope, I hope, actually hope he winds up in Houston as a defensive coordinator. For oh yeah, I think he'll turn. Do. He'll make that defense hum. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. He'll make
2: them. He'll make them a an elite defense. I I
1: hope. I hope. Yeah. Well, and like I said, nothing against Frank Reich. I like Frank Reich, but yeah. Uh, just a quick thought on that. It's ironic because the situation he leaves in Indy, it's kind of similar to this Carolina situation. You don't have much right now. And the reason that he got fired in Indy is, you know, Jonathan Taylor didn't really perform up to spec, but you didn't have a quarterback, Matt Ryan. We love him, but he didn't, he didn't play the way that everybody thought he was going to play. And now you're going to another team that there's a big question mark at quarterback in it, and, uh, the Colts were devoid of talent on defense, and the Carolina Panthers—they're also devoid of that. They—they got some building to do. So he—he he left. He was—he was released from one situation, and he gets hired at a situation where I feel like they're kind of in a similar spot.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be an interesting off season for these three teams. We do have two vacancies still out there. Arizona still without a head coach. Cliff Kingsbury threw his uh, went to Thailand, threw his phone in the ocean, and uh, decided to shack up with his uh, Instagram model girlfriend for a good month or two. <laughs> and uh, Indianapolis is kind of in limbo right now that I believe Jeff Saturday is the head coaching candidate. Why? I don't know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I do have a bold prediction for Carolina. And okay. here we go, right? Ry is back at it again. Here we go. I think Frank Reich brings in Carson Wentz as his quarterback for 2023. Oh
1: man, mm-hmm. man. I mean, he clearly he knows how to he knows how to motivate Carson. He's done it before. But then, but then, where does that leave the Commanders? What do you think? What do you think they do?
2: I think they sign. I think they're either they keep Taylor uh, Taylor Heineke. Well, the the probably named uh, Taylor Heineke as their starting quarterback. They do have Sam Howell. He's their yeah. kind of quarterback in waiting. But I think they try to throw. They try to give uh, Lamar Jackson a big contract. Okay. I think Lamar Jackson winds up one of two teams. I think he winds up in either Washington or he winds up in Tennessee. Oh, okay, all yeah. right. That could be interesting because because unlike Baltimore, who, who's a running game, who, who's their running games by committee, he has that one quarter. He has that one running back in Derrick Henry. He does. He's a major core. He's the major running back. He won't have to worry about having to carry the ball. 800 times a game Mm -hmm. you've got a guy who can already do that and all you have to worry about is just being a pocket passer develop your game there yeah and and learn how to be a a pocket passer you can you can you can he's still young enough where he can change his game Mm
3: -hmm.
2: so yes scramble every scramble when you need to have a design run play when you need to but i think he needs to develop his skills as as a as a pocket passer i think tennessee's the way to go because of their they have a really solid offensive line, save for Taylor Luan having that injury early in the season. He'll be back next year. Um, but you have a premier running back, you can carry the load, so to speak, and all you gotta do is worry about trying to protect the ball
1: and be a pocket passer. So yeah, yeah,
3: well,
2: I time.
1: think and and what better way for Frank Reich to put his fingerprint on the Carolina Panthers early than to bring in a quarterback that knows his system, especially if Carolina ends up picking up a young quarterback in the draft. Mm-hmm. He can use Carson Wentz, and you know Carson Wentz as a bridge, goes, yeah, as a, a stopgap. And mm-hmm. I hate to put it that way because Carson Wentz, at one point, we all remember what he did that first season in Philly, and and he was the second pick overall, I believe, in the draft. Either that or the third quarterback. I can't remember which. I can't remember who was selected first. Whether it was Wentz or uh, Goff. I think that was the year. But Carson Wentz has has fallen. But Frank Reich knows how to work with him. He's done it before. So maybe this is a maybe this is another shot at kind of rebuilding his image for Carson Wentz too. I think it could work. Yep. Yep. Or hey,
2: Carolina might be a black, uh might be a dark horse for. Uh, to pick up tomorrow jackson we never know it's mm. it's, it's gonna be a, i think it's gonna be a weird off season uh for sure yeah so we gotta move on quickly to our last topic of the night and this topic is called the football team that will save earth now i came across this tweet this afternoon i'm gonna share it with y'all this was a fun question from a user named at fake footballs uh the 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 uh, name is a nerd named Andrew. And he asked this question. He says, aliens have invaded and challenged Earth to a game of American football with the fate of humanity on the line. We've been granted tech that can bring back any player in NFL history in their prime. Who's your squad? Who's your coach? What system are you running? Save Earth. I thought this was a great topic Ye- of discussion, yeah. Dustin. So I think we got to go through our just got to go through who we would pick as our as our team. So at quarterback, at quarterback, I'm going to go with Steve Young. He's tough. Oh, OK, he can throw. He's a left hand quarterback. He can throw. He's smart, smart as hell. Um, that's my quarterback. Who would be your quarterback?
1: Okay, well, first, I have to preface this that I, <laughs> I misread it and I thought you had to bring back any player. I was at work, I was reading too fast. But the first quarterback, and I, this might surprise some people because it's surprising me. I'm just going with what first came into my brain. Dan Marino. I think I, I think mm. I bring back Dan Marino. He's got that quick release. He can make he can make any throw. Um, I feel like I'm bringing back. Peak Dan Marino.
2: Okay, okay. Um, running back, uh, I've got one of two guys. I, I'm, I'm you know, one, running back Walter Payton. I'm okay. bringing back
1: Walter Payton. There you go. That's a good. That's that's a that's a sweet pick right there. Hey, <laughs> see what you did there? Yeah, I. This is the player that I texted you back in response when you first posed mm-hmm. this question to me. Barry Sanders to me is the pick. Barry Sanders. Now, my team, who knows how it's going to work? But Dan Marino, my reasoning with the quarterback is the quick release. He can make a lot of throws, but he also had a little bit of that improv in him. He had mm-hmm. the Brett, he had kind of that Brett Brett Favre um improvisational skill without all the picks. But my reasoning, Barry Sanders can make something out of nothing, and he did it, and he made people look foolish for so many years, and he made people look foolish when the Detroit Lions didn't really have much else around him for some years. Now, they did have some weapons. They had the wide receivers. They had, you know, the Wayne Fontes. There were some good years there, but Barry Sanders, he would be my running back.
2: All right. Fullback. At fullback, Mike Alstott.
1: Oh, man. He was a wrecking ball. He was a wrecking ball. He was on so many of my fantasy squads. Oh. No, I got – I got – This is where my homer pick is going to come out. This is where my homer pick is going to come out. I am picking Max Strong, and Seahawk fans will know why I'm picking (laughs) Max Strong. He was – He was very, very good, and – a, a big reason why Sean Alexander had the career that he did. Yes. Everybody knows about Walter Jones. Everybody knows about Steve Hutchinson, but the other, the other big part of that was Max strong. Trust me, look it up.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. Wide receiver, wide receiver one, Jerry rice.
1: Yes. I, I don't even, you don't even have to ask me the question. It's yes.
2: <laughs> now here's a tough part. Wide yeah. receiver two.
1: Mm. For me, I'm saying the first name that comes to my mind, and I think this could all implode. I'm going Randy Moss.
2: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Okay. All right.
1: And for slot receiver,
2: I would say Wes Walker, slot receiver.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's a great That's a great pick. That I mean, it really is. I'm trying to think of some of the notable – slot receivers over the time, but no, I, there were, there are some players that I'm thinking of that would be in the slot, but we're also on the outside of fair bunch side. Right. Yeah. I think Wes Welker is the pick here. He, he was shifty. He was, you know, do you go with Wes, well, Wes Welker 2.0 and go Julian Edelman. I mean, maybe, but I would say Wes Welker for sure. That's a great pick. All right. Tight end. Oof. Okay. Tight end. I got to think because there's things, there's things, uh, you know what? I got to do it. And I'm showing my, I'm showing my football age here. I'm showing, I'm showing the period that I really started following football. (laughs) I'm going Tony Gonzalez. Okay. I'm going Tony Gonzalez.
2: Solid pick. I'm going with Travis Kelsey. Okay. Yeah. So even though I've gotten some like old, it, we're both showing our area in a way, but yeah. I, Travis Kelsey is going to break all the records. All the, he time will. the records.
1: That is true. And I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't pick him. But I, I think we're going to do okay with Tony Gonzalez too. <laughs> both chiefs,
2: <you laughs> both know? chiefs. Both Chiefs. Both Chiefs. Absolutely. Um, offensive line. Man, there's some good ones out there. Yes. Um. At center, um going with uh Jimbo Covert. He protected Dan Marino in college.
1: Oh wow, okay, all right. Oh man, center, you're really catching me off guard. I can't even think I can't even think of some centers. Jeff, Jeff Saturday. Yeah, no, I am not picking Jeff Saturday. I know how's <laughs> your center you're not your head coach? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. He he was he he did a lot for Peyton Manning, that's for sure, and then You know, he was brought into Green Bay center, man. I'm really drawing a blank here. I am really, I'm really just stepping right on it. I cannot, I cannot think. So I guess by default, I have to go with Jeff Saturday. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, you could have gone with uh, Jimbo Covert too, but yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, But I can't, I can't always uh, just be like, oh yeah, great pick. I can't, you know, I can't do that. So at left guard,
2: let's see, left guard actually left tackle.
1: Yes, left, left tackle. tackle. Oh, I have my pick for left tackle. This was one. Okay. This was one that I knew. Walter Jones, easy. Okay. Easy. He he was basically you could always run the ball to the left and the quarterback really wasn't going to get sacked. It didn't matter who who was over there. Walter Jones was an absolute force. It's a crime that more people don't know who he was because he played on the Seahawks. In some lean years.
2: All right. So my left tackle. My left tackle is going to be. Uh, let me see. Was Anthony Munoz a left tackle? Oh yeah. I
1: I think maybe.
2: Actually, I'm going to change my center. I'm going to change my center to Kevin Mawai.
1: Oh yeah. What a. Oh man. What a stud. Former Seahawk and former Jet, obviously more known for former Jet. I think he was a Seahawk at, at one point. I can't remember it now. I now I'm second guessing myself. I could be thinking of somebody else.
2: Okay, so at right tackle, I'm going to go with Orlando Pace.
1: Oh, that's a good that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Um, okay, Ryan, I have a question for you because I'm looking it up trying to. What was Jonathan Ogden a right tackle? Let me see. I'm trying to find it here. Come on, because uh, yeah, this is where this is where my football knowledge is is weak, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of you, people yelling. You, you, you could have put. Uh, you could have put him on either
2: side. I think he played right tackle more. Okay, so Jonathan Ogden.
1: Yep, he's my guy then.
2: Okay. Up, you know, I'll I would say yeah, Anthony Munoz is on the right side or or the left side. Anthony Munoz. There you go. Now at guard, one of my guards is going to be. That's going to be. let's See John. Oh, John Hanna from. I'm showing my age here. John Hannah uh, from the pa- old Patriots teams. Okay. okay. That's going to be one of my, that's going to be one of my guards.
1: All right. I, uh, this is, this is where I'm going, but they did so well together. They did so well together during their run. I'm putting, I'm putting Steve Hutchinson, Steve Hutchinson at Mm. guard. So I'm bringing back the, the, the focal points of those Seahawk offensive lines, Walter Jones and Steve Hutchinson United again. And the other guard are going to have Larry Allen. Oh, that's a great, I'm going with that. That's a great right. pick. There's so many, there's there's people whose names I knew, and then, you know, you don't think of it. And then when you say it, you're like, yep, that's, yep. he's,
2: yeah. Yep, the old the old Cowboys guard, Larry Allen. Yeah, those greatest, Cowboys
1: offensive lines. He Ooh. anchored that line, man. Yeah. All
2: right, so assuming we're playing a 4-3 defense, and I will play a 4-3, um, defensive tackles, I'm gonna go with Reggie White.
1: Yes, you have to go Reggie White.
2: And Aaron Donald. Oh
1: wow. Yeah. That, yeah. You know what? I gotta I gotta stamp it. You kinda got you kind of got the you got you got somebody from the old era and you got somebody from new, you know that yes. Yes. Now what about what about uh or no, he was an end. He was an end. Never mind. Who? 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 I w- I was thinking like, do you Ooh. go like Dwight Ooh. Freeney or somebody like that with that with that spin? I was thinking to edge Lawrence Taylor and Derek Thomas. Oh yeah, you know what? I'll I will section because I <laughs> well I said I said LT's I said to myself as soon as we switched to defense I said well LT's got to be on there. He's got to be on there.
2: Now, now Jeff is saying do, Bruce Smith Bruce and Reggie White. Yeah. I Bruce Smith is a was a great defensive end, but. Well, uh, I was thinking more of interior. I uh, Reggie, I thought Reggie White was more of an interior guy, if I remember correctly, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, but I would have gone. But I think Reggie White also played. No, that was Jerome Brown who played.
1: Yeah, interior. Jerome. Bar- yeah, Jerome Brown. Uh, they were they were together in Philly, weren't they? I think. Yes. Jerome ba- Brown and Reggie White. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. And who, uh, Jerome Brown? Unfortunately, his li- his uh, yeah. his life cut short for that car accident. Ooh, yes. Unfortunately, yeah. Edge, I would have uh, Lawrence Taylor and Derek Thomas linebackers.
1: Um, uh, Ray Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, what about? Uh, well, he was wow. I'm trying to think. What about Troy Polamalu? But he's a, he, he was a safety, safety, wasn't he? Yeah, be he safety. was a safety. Yeah. So uh, Ray Lewis, uh, Derek Brooks, yeah, those Bucks defenses were fantastic. We I'm are showing to... our we are showing our football age <laughs> with some of these.
2: And I'm thinking of a linebacker, another linebacker. So one of the better linebackers from back in the day.
1: Let's see. Oh, I, it's all these things. Let's see. What about, uh, what about junior Sayal? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he yes. was, uh, he was a terror for sure. Oh,
2: absolutely. Corners Dion Sanders.
1: Yep. Prime time. You love him or hate him. He's got, he's gotta be one of the picks yep. for sure. And I was thinking on the
2: other side, I was thinking, uh, Actually, let's redo the let's redo the defensive line. Interior defensive line, I would actually have Warren Sapp and Aaron Donald.
1: Oh, okay. So All thanks,
2: Diggy. Right. I appreciate that. What about Warren Sapp? Yeah, definitely. Um, Warren Sapp and Aaron Donald plugging up that middle, and at edge, at edge you'd have uh, Lawrence Taylor and Derek Thomas at yeah. tackle. I would have I would defensive tackle, like if I needed a tackle who could try to stop the runner, get get a timely sack, I would definitely put Reggie uh Reggie White.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean you gotta put the Minister of Defense in Absolutely. there.
2: Absolutely. All right. So at corners we got Deion Sanders. I'm trying to think of another one. I was think I was thinking uh Darrell Revis.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, are you going Revis, Revis I-, I was going with Revis mm-hmm.
2: Island, but I don't wanna like, I don't wanna keep hugged the entire time.
1: Yeah, but no, I mean that's for me I mean, I'm thinking of corners as well. Dion is the one that is universally known and he and he's shut down. I mean, there's been some great corners. There's been uh Jonathan Joseph. He he was really good for you know, I'm just trying to think of some of these. Um Marshawn Lattimore of the Saints, he's a very good corner mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. But I hate to say it. Because not a lot of people liked him, but he did back up his talk a lot of times, and he had a lot of interceptions. What about Richard Sherman? What about putting him, Ooh, putting yeah. him somewhere? I mean, I know I sound like a Seahawk homer. I mean, I've I've basically Seahawk homered half the offensive line, so whatever. And I got <laughs> and I got Max Strong at 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 fullback, but I'm telling you, I feel I feel great about that. But for people that don't know, go out and look up some Max Strong highlights uh, after this show.
2: Yeah, so I got Revis and Deion Sanders as our corners. Safeties, safeties. I was think you know, Troy Polamalu yeah, is one. Ed Reed one. is Ed Reed is another. Oh,
1: he was so rangy back there. He could do. Yeah. he could do so many things. Those Baltimore Ravens defenses. Oh yeah, that those are some good options here. Let's see. Uh, oh man. It's like a roller this yes. is Now kicker kicker. Oh, man. Mike Vanderjack. No contest. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. Most accurate uh, kicker in history. He's yeah. I mean, he and he's kicked. Now, an argument could certainly be made if we're talking uh, prime. Adam Vinatieri. He ooh, could be- honorable, honorable mention for safety. Ronnie Lott. Oh, yeah, Ronnie uh, Locke, once He had his own finger cut can off cut so he could play a game. Yeah, so he could play. <laughs> and where where are we putting – you know, we could put Singletary on these teams as well. Mike, Mike Singletary. Singletary, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, as a there's, so many, there's so many players. Uh, but, yeah, this is a, this was a great exercise. And, and at punter. Oh, I got it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say this kind of as a joke, but I'm putting Sean Landetta up. Just because yes. he was around forever. He, and was, he was around forever. He, he was in the USFL. Uh, yes. And he was punting. <laughs> he was punting like, you're like, how is Sean Landetta still in the league? And the thing is, he's like 40 years old. He's still punting well, you know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, your uncle says Ray Guy. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I was thinking either Ray Guy. now here's a guy and now 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 here's a guy (laughs) or uh or um let me think who else was it was it reggie roby
3: oh okay other
1: punter uh for special teams steve tasker oh yeah steve tasker that hustle play everyone Mm -hmm. remembers that for sure Mm -hmm. for sure and honorable mention at safety uh kelso
2: Okay, and the bells with the extra, with the with the with, oh, yeah. the, with the hat. <laughs> we have some brief suggestions in the chat too. Ken yeah. Norton Jr. is a linebacker. He oh, was yeah. uh, he was mentioned. Uh, Adam Vinatieri was mentioned. Yep, kicker, yeah. Uh, Charles Woodson mentioned. Uh, let me think. Who else? Gronk as a tight end.
1: Yeah, you could you could put Gronk in there for sure. He could do. A, he yeah, could do we got some. We
2: had some uh, pretty good. Get some pretty good players in there so yeah I mean if the comment section or on our on our social media give us your I mean this is just for starters I mean for depth my goodness depth we could go forever but yeah you know, we only we got we we're, we've already gone over time Mark oh yeah but you, uh, your uncle said Mark bravaro tight end he was one of the great tight ends the silent assassin <laughs> one of the great tight one of the great tight ends and not only gi- in Giants history for sure for sure well
1: and I was almost going with um Kellen Williams, Sr. I want to be very careful. That Winslow? I, you mean Winla- or Winslow? Winslow.
3: Yeah.
2: Yes, Kellen,
1: Wins- Winslow, yep. Kellen Winslow, yeah. Kellen Winslow, Sr. I want to be senior. very careful mm. that I do not say Jr. there.
2: I was th- I'm thankful he didn't say Jeremy Stevens. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No,
1: no I, I don't even think Hope Solo would put him on her team. We'll see. No, no, <laughs> never. Never.
2: All right, folks. I think it's gonna. I think this will wrap it up for this edition of no Crucial Required. We had some fun tonight talking, talking champ, uh, conference championships. We talked about the coaches. We talked about this mutant team that we're putting together. So, oh, wait. We got one question. Um, left, L- Ladanian Talenson as running back needs to be third down back. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure because Ladinian thomason was dangerous as, as a third down back
1: yes he was
2: all right so we're gonna wrap things up here don't forget our social channels twitter instagram tiktok at no creds req facebook.com forward slash no creds req youtube.com forward slash at no creds req if you're watching on replay if you're watching live regardless smash that like button smash it good but smash responsibly. We appreciate it on the podcast side. Megaphone is our home base, but you also find us on Apple podcast, Spotify, Spreaker, Google play, any uh, I heart radio, anywhere you podcast rate and review, subscribe, leave a five-star reading. And if you leave a review, I might read it on the air. I actually have a comment here from our, uh, from our, uh, from Apple, from our Apple podcast side. Ooh. from user
1: oh no Hang it's on. just gonna be a bunch of numbers here
2: yeah it's it starts with c then it goes to two six four eight close apostrophe and a bunch of other numbers mm-hmm. says so great stuff from the guys one of the most must listen podcast must listen podcasts on the internet so hey, yeah, we're, ooh, a must, hey. we're a we're a we're our must listen oh man honored we, we had v jankowitz saying great fun Great show, always a fun listen. Josh says Ryan and Dustin are the perfect duo. They have a great chemistry talking sports, but they also throw in their funny personalities with corny jokes that will keep you entertained and. Oh, I got
1: those! I got those for days. We got jokes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We got jokes. And as always, whether you're watching on replay or if you're watching live, live is better. Replay is great. We want your comments. Dustin, I gotta play that sweet, sweet harp sound before we leave. One more time. Got to hear that soothing sound. And just a small programming note: we're not going to be live on Friday because there are no NFL games coming up. Uh, we're actually, we're we. I've actually got a. Uh, we've got a. Hockey super stream coming up on Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on Belly Up Sports YouTube channel. We're gonna have a, a super duper hockey live stream uh, featuring guests from What a Hockey, uh, their podcast World Hockey Report, and we'll have Jesse Pierce from Barred Down Brutes, uh Barred Down Buttes, excuse me, the Barred Down Buttes. Uh, she covers the Minnesota Wild for the NHL. She's going to be on our. She's going to be on our show. We'll also have uh, Josh Mailer from Rising to the Occasion and Brent uh, Brent, uh, uh, Brent uh, from 1420 all the way out in Calgary. Uh, sorry, Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. So there on our YouTube channel for YouTube for uh, for Billy Up Sports. Actually, they'll be on both Facebook and on YouTube. So tune in on Thursday night at four p uh, at eight p.m. Eastern time. Excuse me. No show on Thursday, or Tuesday, excuse me. we are taking some time off. But on Friday the 10th, we will have our Super Bowl preview. So tune in then. Uh, We'll have some guests. We'll have some rotating guests come in and out. Then we'll have our Tuesday reaction to the Super Bowl. And then we'll take some extended time off. We'll take a good two, maybe two-week break just to kind of recharge our batteries, talk about the show going forward, and... We'll come back with some brand new content the following uh, two weeks after. So uh, we might be into, we could be into March by then. And February goes in a blank. So yes, it does. Yeah. So uh, we, we're going to have some stuff ahead, but in the meantime, thank you for watching or listening to no credentials required where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Billy up sports and association forgot with Godzilla media in the capital region. For Dustin Henry, my broadcast partner, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thank you again for watching or listening, and we'll talk to you again next Friday. I think next Friday <laughs> for, <laughs> our, uh, for our Super Bowl preview. So tune in then, and we'll see you next time.
1: Good night, everybody.